Making movies. I didn't realize movies were still around these days. They're still around. I know the future is bleak and the world is ending, but we still got movies. We have movies to mm-hmm. keep us, to carry us through the bad times and the good times. And isn't that really the only thing movies are good for? Yes. <laughs> Hi, welcome back to Movie Bluffs. I'm Nate. And I'm Sarah. And we review all the movies in the world we're working on reviewing all the movies in the world it's our life's goal mm-hmm. um slow slow start oh yeah baby steps but real we'll baby there. this is the eighth episode so you know 20 give million it up to for go. day eight give it up for <laughs> day eight day eight yes give us some itunes reviews for day eight thank you um speaking of wow. day eight nate did you see that rhyme day eight my name's Nate. Great rhyme. Great <laughs> Thank rhyme. You. That's my segue. Um, what did you watch this week? Did oh, did I watch something? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> yes, you did. I watched Nomeo and Juliet. Yes. Yes. You were so loud that it cut out for me <laughs> on my end. No, so it did. that's how excited <laughs> Sarah is about gnomes in general. Um, that's true. But yeah, I watched Nomeo and Juliet for this the first time. It was a great little hour and a half movie. It was uh, a fun, funny, a lot of butt jokes. But you know, mm-hmm. that's kids movies. It's a kids movie. It's for babies. Yeah. It is truly one of my favorite movies from when I was growing up. I love gnomes. I have a tattoo appointment that I'm going to schedule for. I always get myself something little for Christmas. And I'm like, treat yourself. You deserve it. Um, so this year for Christmas, I'm getting a gnome tattoo <laughs> next to my, I have two mushroom tattoos on the back of my elbow and I'm going to get a gnome next to it and I'm going to get a little decorative bird because I collect the decorative birds from Target and it's been my shtick since high school. <laughs> it's like my mom and I's shtick is that we have all these birds and gnomes. I used to collect gnomes also. So if that gives you a little insider intel as to how much I love this movie, it's, it's, it's theater. It's because it's Romeo and Juliet. Hello. Mm -hmm, It's Shakespeare. mm -hmm. It's gnomes and other Mm -hmm. cute accoutrements. Mm -hmm. And it's Elton John. Uh, There is literally no downside to this movie. It's a triple threat. It really is. (laughs) No no one has all three. Elton John. No one has all three. Gnomes. William, William Shakes. Nobody has all three. Yeah. So William Shakespeare collaborated with Elton John on this great film. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I watched, as is is the podcast uh, format, for the first time. And Sarah, why don't you walk us through the, the basic plot of Nomeo and Juliet? Oh, uh, I am just so excited to do so. So, picture this. Somewhere in England, we're in, like, suburbia. We have a red house and we have a blue house. One is named, uh, oh, what are the two clan? Wait, what are the two fighting names in Romeo and Juliet? Or in Romeo and Juliet? The Montague and the Capulets. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Remember a minute ago when I said this was like my favorite movie? (laughs) Anyway, so one is Montague, one is Capulet, 
And these neighbors, it's like an older woman and an older man. They hate mm-hmm. each other. They fight all the time because they don't want their little lawn ornaments intermingling. They don't want any 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 interaction with each other literally at all because they hate each other. Miss, Miss Juliet, she lives on the red side, which I believe is the Capulets in the movie. And then uh, Mr. Nomeo, see what they did there? Mm-hmm. See what producer Elton John did there? It's curious that his yeah. name is the only one that's been nomified. Right. Everyone else has, like, normal names. Like, Mercutio, Mercutio's name is Mercutio. Mercutio. Merc- you know what I mean. <laughs> and it's Juliet is Juliet, but it's Nomeo. Which is what drew me to the film in the first place. Mm-hmm. He's blue. He's on the Montague side, and they're... So these neighbors have these beautiful lawns. They're, they have beautiful gardens ornamented with all these beautiful lawn figurines. Gnomes. We got gnomes. We got the flamingos. We got everything you could think of that goes in a Brit- beautiful little British garden. It's in there. Mostly, I'll spoil for you, mostly gnomes. It's mostly gnomes. Whoa. I know, right? Didn't see that one coming. So, I mean, the basis of the plot is what you think it is. It's Romeo and Juliet, right? So Juliet is this beautiful little red gnome girl, and she's like, dee, 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 dee. I'm porcelain, and I'm Juliet. I'm cute, and I'm also British, because this is a British movie. <laughs> and then uh, Nomeo is this, like, rugged, handsome, he's got, like, a square jaw. He's, like, buff. He's like, ooh, I'm Nomeo, and I rule the Montagues. And Juliet's like, and I'm the, the favorite of the Capulets. And they fight. The, the lawn ornaments fight because their owners are also fighting. Eventually, Nomeo and I think the... Or no, Mercutio is... I think his name is Benny? Yeah, I think it's Benny because I was expecting a Benny and the Jets bit to happen with mm-hmm. him. And then it just didn't, and which was kind did. of disappointing. Right. But Tybalt is there. Like, there's a character named Tybalt who is a yeah. character in Romeo and Juliet. And Mercutio is is Benny. So anyway, Tybalt starts this extra rival, right? They already hate each other because their their owners hate each other. So the lawnmower. Lawnmowers are the, the key to the castle in Gnome World. And the lawnmower is like, if you touch my lawnmower, bitch, they're coming for you. And you will not make it out with all your fingers. Like the lawnmower is like the end all be all. Tybalt from the Capulets, the red side messes with Nomeo's lawnmower. And Nomeo's mom is like, Nomeo, kill these sons of bitches. So Nomeo and, and Mercutio, a.k.a. Benny, are like, all right, bet, we'll go kill these bitches. So <laughs> they try and infiltrate into the Red Garden, right? So things don't go all... Uh, they, they try and get revenge on their lawnmower, because like I said, lawnmowers equals God. But it, the, things go haywire, right? They get caught, and there's, like, I think there's, like, a dog or, like, like a like a floodlight. Like, they get caught somehow because it's, like, Toy Story where the owners aren't supposed to know slash every other living being isn't supposed to know that they can move. Very, like, Toy mm-hmm. Story, Disney, Pixar of them, right? So as they're running away, Nomeo bumps into Juliet, and Juliet's like, eh. Juliet's like, hey, baby, how are you doing? Hi. I'm disguised because I like to sneak away because I'm different. Which is true. She's disguised because she's sneaking away because she's different. So then Nomeo was like, hey, baby, you're very sexy. (laughs) That sounded like Harry Styles. That sounded like a bad impression of Harry Styles. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So 
yeah, Romeo's like, hey, sexy, you're very sexy. Let's see what we can do together. They run into, like, a frog. And this frog is like, Capulets? With Montagues? Evil, evil. Mm -hmm. And Juliet's like, please don't tell anyone, frog. Please don't tell anyone, porcelain frog, I promise. I owe you one big. And the frog's like, okay, sounds good. And so the frog keeps their secret. They have like a romantic evening together and then they go back to their respective gardens. But they're like, we're going to be back here again. And as they continue to do so, all the other like various garden accoutrements like either are like, we know something's going on. Or they're like, we know something's going on and we want it to continue. Like, I think there's like a flamingo that's like, yes, please do. (laughs) Do it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, um, Juliet's dad is like, don't you dare, evil, <laughs> evil blue man. We don't like them. Long story short, I mean, they keep going back and forth trying to infiltrate one another's gardens and, like, destroy the other garden. And consistently, the blue, like, the, the Montagues, the blue team, the blue house is like, no, because he is, like, the prince. Like, he is, like, the head of the, the military, the, the gnome military. <laughs> with their little gnome weaponry they're like dude you gotta do something like you gotta like act out like benny is like homie if you don't do something before i die because that is how this play goes like i will be upset and nomi is like right man i guess i should do something right okay bros um it's not like my secret girlfriend is over there no that's not <laughs> what that's not the case bro I don't have a secret girlfriend. Would you say I didn't? I didn't. I didn't say nothing. Yeah, let's go infiltrate the Reds, right? So he gets roped into doing this, and Juliet's like on the other side also because they're like, we're gonna attack. Like they're gonna attack us, and we're gonna kill him. We're gonna be ready. And Juliet's like, but why? What if we didn't though? It's so sexy when you're peaceful. Like, what if we just went to bed and just didn't fight with the the Montagues? That would be so sexy of you guys really bad accent on my part anyway so the big the big fight comes around right and we all know what happens in romeo and juliet people be dying left and right tybalt gets murdered in romeo and juliet mercutio gets murdered in romeo and juliet eventually romeo and juliet both die in romeo and juliet you know obviously this is a kids movie that doesn't happen however there's a fight right the Mm -hmm. blues infiltrate the reds and they start fighting there's something in an alleyway i think it's in the alleyway between the houses because yeah. I vividly remember there being a lawnmower, and I think that the big... Because in Romeo and Juliet, the big fight happens in, like, the desert, like, away from both castles, basically. And in the Leonardo DiCaprio movie, it actually happens in the desert. It's, like, super cheesy, but, like, it's good. But we're not talking about that. I'm talking about Romeo and Juliet, the better movie. So anyway, they're, like, in this alleyway between the two houses because it's, like, fair ground, right? They're like, we're gonna fight, and we're gonna do it fairly. So they have the lawnmowers out. Nomeo hijacks a lawnmower, and I don't know if you guys remember, spoiler, but Tybalt gets cut. He gets dead in Romeo and Juliet. And he does also in Nomeo and Juliet for a moment. So Nomeo, like, hijacks this lawnmower and literally shatters Tybalt. Like, murders Tybalt, the little tiny gnome. He, like, because he's porcelain, he's a gnome. So he, like, takes the lawnmower and goes charging at him. He, like, goes off a wall, I think, and, like, just mm, demolishes this poor dude. Like, just oh, ruins it, right? And everyone is like, you did it, Nomeo. You did it. Despite 
it really wasn't an intervention. It was like him trying to stop Timult from getting run over, but he was intervening to like avoid death and they accidentally killed him. Mm. It's like a whole thing. Classic. You Right. It wasn't really intentional, but it's made to look intentional because then the Reds, the Capulets are like, you murdered Tybalt, evil man. We're going to kill you. So they start gunning after Nomeo. And then mm. Juliet is like, I love Nomeo. And I'm going to kill myself if you kill him. And they're like, bitch, what? Girl, what the hell? We thought you were talking to this porcelain frog the whole damn time. And you're telling me you've been snogging with evil man who just murdered your your cousin? The hell? And she's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to walk into traffic because I'm a gnome. And then I'm going to get run over by a mini Cooper. That's a British car. So Juliet goes out into the, into the road, right? Nomeo's like, no, babe, don't. You're too sexy to die. <laughs> don't die yet. You're so sexy. And so he runs out into the road, and this big fat truck goes, and then a teapot falls off the back of this truck, which is blue like Nomeo. And so everyone thinks that Nomeo's dead, because, uh, but he's not. He's not dead. He, he essentially famed his death accidentally, right? So he's, like, hiding out. He eventually scales the Capulet's wall into the Capulet's garden, um, goes to unglue Juliet because he's like, I love you, babe. See, I told you, you're too sexy to die. And then they almost die again because then the lawn, there's some, some, I forget what happens, but a lawnmower comes caravaning towards this tower that they're both in and they're like, oh, I guess we're going to go out together. We might as well make out. So they make out with their little porcelain faces one last time. And then guess what? What happens next? They don't die. Wow. I know. Isn't that so crazy? That so the wild. lawnmower crashes into the tower. And everyone's like, oh, no, no, they're really dead. Damn it. Shit. We thought they died once and now they're actually dead. Nope. They emerge from the ruins of the tower. Pristine. Beautiful. Ready to go. And then, I mean, nothing. I, they basically are like, oh, we're friends now. I guess you guys can get married and it's all great. And we'll have some tea and crumpets. And Tybalt shows back up in the end because he's porcelain and he can be super glued. And he's not actually dead because it's kids movie. And then the, the, the two neighbors that own this whole garden, they start to like each other and start a uh, relationship. And that is my piece together retelling of Nomeo and Juliet with a few breaks so I wouldn't burp into the microphone. <laughs> so wholesome. What a great story. Yeah, I really liked it. To fill in a few gaps um, that Please. you might have left in your retelling, um, watching it with fresh eyes was, was very cool and exciting. So Juliet's like advisor is like the frog, who's, I guess, a stand-in for the nurse in the original Romeo and Juliet. And mm. she is so dumb. Mm-hmm. All of all of the characters who are not Nomeo or Juliet are so dumb. You're so like they stupid. don't get anything. And it's funny. It's a kids movie, so it's funny that they're dumb, but it's like exhausting. Anyway, <laughs> so she realizes that Juliet is sneaking out to see this boy and she's like, "Here's your disguise or whatever." And at first, when they're flirting, they don't realize the other one is a different color, and then it gets revealed because they get thrown into some kind of pond, and then they're like, oh, no, I have to leave. Oh, yeah. And they oh, my run God. off. 
And then they reconnect later. Of course they do. Um, and it's this beautiful love story. There's also this weird side plot, I would say, where Benny is like, has a bloodlust for some reason. Like, obviously all the blues hate the reds and all the reds hate the blues. But Benny is like, he breaks into the woman's house Mm-hmm. And goes on to her Amazon account or whatever and oh, orders yes! this, like, Mechatron of of a, a lawnmower. lawnmower. Like, it's, like, absolutely wild. Like, the advertising for it is, like, it's, a, like, a monster truck of some kind. And he orders it towards the end of the movie, towards the climax. Because, so Tybalt and Romeo, or Nomeo, were fighting on a lawnmower as it was moving very, very fast. And Nomeo was like to Tybalt, like, look out for the wall. It's coming up. And Tybalt was like, you think I'm that stupid? What? There's no wall. And then Nomeo rolls off and there was a wall and Tybalt smashes headfirst into it. And then everyone's like, I guess we got to kill Nomeo now to make the score even. (laughs) And then they run him into the street from the alley where where he gets taken by the truck that you mentioned. And then and now they all think that. Nomeo's dead. Nomeo goes to a park, finds himself with a statue of William Shakespeare. Yeah, literally, it's like... And William Shakespeare's like, you know, your story is remarkably similar to a play I wrote one time. And he's like, couldn't be me. Like, what are the odds? (laughs) And And then Shakespeare relays to Nomeo exactly how it all ends. And Nomeo is like, excuse me, they both die? That's... That's rubbish. That's bullocks. And then <laughs> and then Shakespeare is like, well, yes, my boy, it's a tragedy. <laughs> and then Nomeo's like, I'll say. He's like, yes. Yeah. It's so funny. People the, be like, dying. The exchange. And so I then, forgot about that. And so then Nomeo's like, screw you, you old bugger. I'm going to go shave Juliet. Um, you and old so, bugger. And so Nomeo and the flamingo ride off. By the time they get to Juliet, she's stuck to the tower and Benny has gotten a hold of this monster truck lawnmower that is just wrecking the entire backyard of both houses, Mm -hmm. like willy nilly. Like it's chaos. Like the toilet seat that is decoratively in the middle of one of the yards has been completely overturned. And then as soon as Nomeo gets to Juliet, she's super glued to the top of the tower. So she can't be, be taken away. She can't leave. And... The lawnmower locks onto them because for some reason it has the capability of doing that and it charges straight for them. And then both of their respective parents like come together and they're like, I can't believe we let it get so bad that both of our children died. This feud is over. (laughs) I was like, that's how the play goes. Yeah, Um, it is. And the backyard is a mess and there's no distinguishing what side was red and what side was blue because it's all dirt now. And then someone presses a button. Because the pedestal that Juliet stood on had like a th- like a some kind of theme park esque like electronic <gasps> that's right mechanism like a fountain or something isn't there yeah so yeah. when you press the button up a little song plays and like the mechanics go and so they accidentally press that button and it clears the rubble entirely and Nomeo and Juliet are fine they're like hey and that's the and then and then it smash cuts directly into a dance well actually it doesn't smash cut it. Cuts out to the front of the house. Now, Mr. Montague and Mrs. Capulet are coming back from work and they are like, you know, 
screw you, you old bugger, to each other. Right. And uh, they walk into their respective homes. And then a beat passes. We, the audience, infer that they have looked out onto their backyards, see the chaos. They both scream, smash cut to a dance <laughs> with all the gnomes dancing. And that's the end of the movie, which honestly, it. love it. So, and not we and I we both fail, failed to mention that this whole movie is set to Elton John music. Oh yeah, it's so there's just Elton John throughout. It's like a movie musical, but no one's really singing until the end. I want to like, also point out, even the orchestral like arrangements have the same motifs from Elton John songs. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre. And then we end with um. Elton John's Crocodile Rock. Crocodile Rock. I remember when I was young. Because cause that song mentions Romeo and, Romeo Juliet, and Juliet. Remember? Like Romeo and Juliet. The connections. It's 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 what what did you think overall as a whole? I this is the kind of movie that I would definitely like if I was watching like a bunch of little kids like my cousins or whatever i would put it on and then i would also probably watch it mm-hmm. as it was playing for the kids um because I, I thought it was pretty enjoyable as far as kids movies go i saw based on some of the advertisements i saw i thought there would be more like kids type fart jokes or butt jokes but there really weren't that many which was nice no, it's um, like a smart movie. Like yeah. for a kids movie, like it's actually like like the whole like <laughs> he meets Shakespeare thing. Yeah. Like no kid knows what no no kid. I don't know who knows. that guy is. That's like um, a full like minute and a half. No, not even. Like several minute scene for yeah. just the adults and I'm like, "Thank Very you." I also it. noticed there were like a couple references to other Shakespeare. Like um mm-hmm. the truck that dro- that a teapot falls off of is it's Tempest like a- Teapots. Yeah. Which is really cute. Like, that's just a random background detail that I liked. No, it's sweet. That's what I like about, like, that's what I love about this movie is that there's so much attention to detail. Like, like just like the sheer magnitude of these people's gardens and, like, how all of this chaos ensues while they're, like, sleeping and they're just, like, or they're at work and they're just, like, unaware. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, that, like, fucking the Capulets have the the stupid toilet seat like what like who has it's just i love that kind of stuff like that it's it's so nice that's great i do want to know like what happens immediately after they both realize that their backyard has been completely demolished by apparently living gnomes right like who did this well i think there's an end credit scene where they're together because i I know i didn't see in the credits it might be in the like a maybe bonus a, feature or maybe something. Maybe it's a special feature. I, I know in Nomeo, spoiler, there's a Nomeo and Juliet too. And there's Sherlock Gnomes. There's a whole wait, series. Wait, There's I a Nomeo and Juliet too, and a Sherlock Gnomes? I believe so. I know. Yes. Oh no, Sherlock Gnomes is Nomeo and Juliet That's too. what I thought. Okay. Whew. I know that, that in was, the end of Nomeo and Juliet they get together. Maybe it's a special. <laughs> that made me frightened. Oh my God, Nomeo and Juliet 3? Stop this madness. Wait, when? No, okay, it's just still Nomeo and Juliet. Oh. Never mind. Someone Googled, is did Elton make Nomeo and Juliet? I'm Googling to see Nomeo and Juliet did the owners get together. Because I know that, I swear to God that happens. Like, I have a specific memory of their houses being combined to red and blue. 
Like it wasn't like an extra credit. I want to make sure I'm not wrong. I, I would hate to, to mislead our, our Are you maybe thinking about, because there is a point in the middle of the movie where the flamingo is reminiscing about his old life. And he lived in the backyard of a couple who fought and broke up. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I. It's all lore now. It's all lore. <laughs> well, we say goes. It's yeah. our show. Welcome to the Movie Bluffs canon. <laughs> Movie Bluffs it's canon all... says, Mr. Mercu- or Mrs. Mercutio and Mr. Capulet get together. They Damn it. do. And that's final. And that's final canon. I do want to watch Nate and Sarah. I do want to watch Sherlock gnomes after this also, because like, I, I just want to see what, where they go from there. Cause like, yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Now what? Right. I, I would love to see this franchise because Gnomeo and Juliet came out in what? Like 2011. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, like I started collecting, <laughs> this, is, this is like such an embarrassing statement to say, but I don't care. I started collecting gnomes in middle school. <laughs> Because I just think they're so cute and like, and they're like little old men with little hats. Yeah. And they're like this, they're like two inches tall. I think they're so, they're so cute. Um, and I started collecting them in middle school and that's when this movie came out and everyone mm-hmm. was like, Sarah, Sarah. And I was like, I know. And I love Shakespeare too. I'm like the worst. <laughs> I have no friends because I'm a theater kid who loves, who collects gnomes and reads and only does theater stuff. And I'm going to go see this movie. But then uh, Sherlock Gnomes came out when we were in, like, high school. Yeah, it came out, like, 2018. So I never watched it. Right. But Gnomeo and Juliet was, like, crazy popular. Like, crazy. So what if they they took the series and, like, kept doing, like, classic British media? Yeah, that's kind of something I was thinking we could talk about. Maybe in the second half of this episode. That might be something to discuss. If our viewers want to stick around after this quick break. After this little um, ad break. That we're about to go on. Welcome back. We're back. So, Nate, you, you wanted to discuss, you mentioned before the break that you wanted to discuss something specific. Yes, I do. I, I, I think we both kind of came to the same conclusion of, of the fact that Nomeo and Juliet is based on a screenplay, of course, by two people whose names I can't recall. But anyway, it's also based on Romeo and Juliet and the fact that Nome kind of sounds like Rome. And so if you attach the gnome to Romeo's name, suddenly you can make Romeo and Juliet about gnomes. And so for the sequel that came out in 2018, they were like, what else can we attach the word gnome to? Um, What Mm. other classic British literature can we attach the word gnome to? And they were like, oh, obviously, Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock gnomes. And so we were thinking we could probably come up with... A few more oh. uh, gnome puns or Absolutely portmanteau gnomes. Portman gnomes. Portman gnomes. See Is what that we something? did? Damn. I think that's something. Okay. I think that's something. Because, yeah, classic British literature. 
Yeah. Obviously, Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet, mm-hmm. William Shakespeare, like you mentioned. Uh, we like we talked about previously. Uh, Sherlock Gnomes. Sherlock Holmes is a very classic piece of British literature. Mm-hmm. There's got to be more there to play with. Perhaps James Gnome. Boo. I'll tell you something. Actually, a few months ago um, on Twitter, I made a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, where follow me I, on Twitter. Yes, follow me on Twitter. Uh, I made a joke post which was like a Photoshop of James Bond, No Time to Die, mm-hmm. Gnome Time to Die. Stop. So that's where I'm thinking we're going for the third installment of the Gnomeo and Juliet franchise. DreamWorks, if you listen to this, you must, must contact us. Check it out. we have good ideas. I don't know if you heard our previous episode about Scooby-Doo, Garfield, Seinfeld crossover, uh-huh. but... The big brains just keep coming because that's a good idea, Nate. Damn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank that's, you. A, that's actually a really good idea. Like, I would absolutely watch a movie that was like James Bond gnome. Like, no questions asked would watch that I'm a little movie. worried about the um, the rating because these movies have been consistently PG and I feel like, I feel like uh, 007 is a little adult-oriented. But Romeo and Juliet, there's straight murders and, like, suicides. That's true. That is we a good point. Away. We can get away with some shootings being, you know, marked down to not mm-hmm. as bad. Or changing it from shootings yeah. to, like, I, I yeah. squirted you with a water gun. Or, like, whatever. Worst case scenario, we just get a statue of whoever created uh, James Bond to talk to one of the main characters <laughs> right. about how the show's supposed to end. Exactly. Exactly. What else? What's some other... Oh, okay, okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Classic British media. There's not a lot of it, but what we do have, we cherish. What we have, we cherish. And one of those things is Mr. Bean. Oh, no. I am bad at puns. I'm not funny in that way. Funny in other ways. Mostly unintentionally. What's a good... <clears throat> no. Gnomified Mr. Bean. I mean, the only thing you can really do is Mr. Gnome, right? I mean, like, yeah. But I would watch that if it was a Mr. Bean. Yeah. Mr. Gnome? Mr. Neem? <laughs> That's I wrong. think we should maybe maybe put this one on the bench real quick. Okay. I think it's, okay. a, I I think just... it's a good... It's a good cultural touchstone of, mm. of British literature. But... I'm just spitballing. I'm just spitballing. Yeah, we're yeah, just yeah. throwing ideas at a wall and seeing what sticks. 007 was, it's that's hard to follow. Okay, hit me with another. Hit me with another. Here's another one with a sort of uh, prefix. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor New. Doctor Gnome. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. <laughs> A Time Lord shows up in the garden. Now what? I don't know. He's got his TARDIS. Aliens, but it's just gnome aliens. And all of the all of the real people. Okay, imagine, if you will, every single character ever created mm-hmm. uh, in the UK. Mm-hmm. And they all share a universe. Okay. Because Shakespeare is shown to have existed in the Gnomeo and Juliet universe. So right. we can only assume that... The entire UK is also in that universe, for sure. 
which means every single fictional British character has a living gnome counterpart. Wow. Which means Sherlock Holmes is real. Right. It's just that he's Sherlock a gnome. Gnomes. Sherlock Doctor Gnomes. Who is real, a real person. Doctor They're gnome. just a gnome. So. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> he shows up in his TARDIS. He's like, we got to get going. But it's like a it's like a ceramic teapot TARDIS or Literally. something. Like, it's bigger on the inside. It's like, like a, a, like a like shed. Little, like, his little like uh, screwdriver like tool thing is like a stick. <laughs> it's like a stick from the garden. This is very good. It literally looks, he looks just like the gnome that's sitting on my desk. His he just looks so, like a gnome. He just looks like a gnome. Um, the Daleks are, um, I mean, they're full size. Huge they're gnomes. giants. The, the, they're giant, you know, evil gnome, I guess, right. destroyers. Or, <sighs> well, but they, 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 because they're not people in the Doctor Who no. universe. They could be like, um. Like, you know those, like, light-up globe sticks that you, like, put in the ground? Something like that. Yeah. Something, like, not yeah, there's some human kind of or alien. cute, right. but, like, spooky. Like, like the solar sticks that you, like, put in the ground, yes. and then they're, like, ooh, at night. That's but they, good. like, hop on their little stick peg, you know? I like that. A Doctor really Who adventure, our, like, but we're really it's showing just a gnome. how popular we are. <laughs> By explaining the entire Doctor Who series. I mean, we already started a podcast. You're right. (laughs) You're right. You're right. We can only we can only go down Uh. from here. (laughs) Or we can only go up. One of the two. Um, What else? What else? Popular British media. Oh my God! One Direction, but they're gnomes. (laughs) Niall Noman, Harold Stoneman. I think the roadblock we're hitting is that not everything rhymes with gnome. No, it's a very mostly specific nothing word. does. Mostly nothing rhymes with gnome. <laughs> okay, just one direction, but it's Harry, but it's it's gnomes. It's just Harry Styles, but a gnome. I could yeah. paint that. Maybe I will paint that. <laughs> I have out. a space on my wall, so. Oh my goodness! I'm making a note. Good idea. And, which I will update on our Twitter. At that can be Bluffs the first PC. thing in our merch store. <laughs> Harry, Styles. <laughs> Harry Styles is a gnome. Doctor Who I'll is a gnome. Him. Stop, oh wait. <laughs> That's so funny. You heard it here first, folks. I just wrote it on a pink sticky note. Harry Styles as a gnome. I'm going to paint it. Just and then to we can sell what it. what else has come out of the UK. Um... John a lot of like Noman. What? Huh? I said John Lennon, but as a gnome. John oh. John Noman. What did you say? I was just thinking like a lot of like very old classic literature. Right. But I but can't think other, of any. Like Shakespeare's. Like, like what other Shakespeare plays could be I don't know. could be translated to the gnome universe? I mean the Tempest we know already exists because mm-hmm. Tempest teapots, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, King Richard would be a very interesting adaptation for the gnome universe. Definitely would have to be like an R-rated gnome because King Richard murders quite literally everyone. Hamlet is referenced in a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern moving company fan. Oh, it so is. Yes. Okay. Hamlet exists. Something. It's just that none of these names rhyme with gnome. Hey, Google. What rhymes with gnome? Rome when in when in no rome wasn't built in, no, in a day gnome wasn't built in a day 
So it's just <laughs> Rome. It's just a historic retelling of like <gasps> the, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, but gnomes. What Wait. you had an idea? Hang on. I want you, if you're a listener or if you're Sarah, to throw your mind <laughs> back to a, a, a classic Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the last movies that Walt Disney himself worked on, okay. starring three uh, dairy cows who are on a mission to save their very little farm from a big oil company or something. It was called Home on the Range. Gnome on the Range. As a listener <laughs> and as Sarah, I am interested. <laughs> Listeners Gnome and Sarah's, on the Range. Listeners and Sarah's abroad uh, and far and wide are thrilled. Gnome on the Range. Are you kidding me? That's one of the last <laughs> movies Walt Disney fucking worked on. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm I heard. Glad, I'm glad yeah. that was his final one before he kicked the day. What a way to go out, frozen. honestly. <laughs> oh, my God. That's uh. so funny. So gnome on the range. Gnome on the range. It's cool. just, it's just country gnomes. I love that. Gnomes they in the country. They ride horses. Yeah. They ride little teeny tiny, like horses. Or they ride snails. They ride snails. <gasps> gnomes ride snails and frogs. Stop it. That is so damn cute. So. You got to, I'm going through words that rhyme with gnome on rhymedesk.com good yes and good. you got to home before i got there gnome on the range what about <laughs> i think i've mentioned this movie before in our discussions in previous episodes mm-hmm. but what about gnomes instead of holes <laughs> For those of us who are just listening and can't see Nate, he just looked like uh, another small part of him died. <laughs> I just killed a part of Nate Davis. <laughs> His shoulders like dropped and he like sighed. He was like, bitch, are you kidding me? Again? Holes? Again? It just, just has the same number of syllables as gnome. And so it's a one for one. Exactly. I'm putting all this work in to come up with puns and things yeah. that rhyme with. You're just like no. <laughs> I love it. Because I'm not funny. That's so what you'll be good. forgetting, Nate. Is I'm not funny. Uh, I just say the first thing that comes into my head. <laughs> Half the time, it's stupid. That is why I have a career because I'm stupid. Damn. <laughs> That's so funny. That's good. He said, I'm okay. putting all this work into coming up with rhymes. Did <laughs> you just say a word? <laughs> it is true. It is true. It's just <sighs> so, so fun. It's so good. That is so fucking funny. Oh my god. <laughs> the audio, the gain of my audio right now is like peak. Yeah, I <laughs> mine exploded after that gnome's play. <laughs> In the movie Holes, there was a character named Madame Zeroni. Mm -hmm. She's the one that curses Zero's family. Yeah. Or Stanley's family. Stanley's family, yeah. Flat Stanley backwards is Flat Stanley. That's an insect. Stanley Yelnats. Stanley Yelnats, yeah. No, yeah, it's Stanley Yelnats. That's an inside joke for my high school friends who probably aren't listening. Anyway, Madame Zeroni. Madame Zernomi. Okay, now you might be on to something. Thank you. Okay. But Zero is just called Gnome. 
Now you lost me again. <laughs> Stand the Yelnuts is Noam Young. I think um, <laughs> just based on what we've had so far, there can only be one character that is named a gnome sort oh, of. Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so it has to be Madame Zeromi. Mm-hmm. You're right. Okay, yeah. and then we can just keep Stanley and Zero. And, and Stanley okay, and Zero gnomes. and the Warden Great. and all that. Um, right. Okay. But yeah, and it's just they're all gnomes who get sent to a prison yeah. camp. And yeah, and Sploosh and is still there. And the, Sploosh the, the, is there. The Flubber is there. Flubber's there. He's <laughs> a prisoner. Yep. The Onion Hill. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing. I think this is a good lineup of, of movies we can sort of so. turn into gnome franchises. I was going to anyone... say Gnome Alone, but <gasps> apparently that's already a movie on Netflix. Gnome Alone? No, it's so not. So I would check that out. Hang on if one I were minute. You. Let me pull out. Yeah. Are you giving me gnome recommendations, Nate? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so I'm giving excited. you gnome recommendations. Uh, if anyone wants to give me Sarah gnome recommendations on twitter please do tweet out the show with hashtag gnome recommendations hashtag gnome recommendations as i've said several times over it is my life's duty and calling to um be an old old woman who collects little old men in hats aka gnomes um wait okay so it's called what is it called nate gnome alone no it's not yeah and it's like animated and oh i don't know God, what it's about it is but it's it's a Netflix original, and they classify it, it as feel good. Well, oh, how Josh else are you Peck, feel when Josh are Peck is in it. So it says, "Oh my God, there's a bunch of little gnomes everywhere." It says after moving into a new house with her mom, high schooler Chloe discovers a troop of talking garden gnomes who need her help saving the world. So it's not it's not like Home Alone because no. so she's so her she just moved in. And I, I believe it's, it looks like it's the summer in this trailer. And they're little tiny garden gnomes. And she's this cute little girl. And she's got pink hair. And she's clearly the odd one out because she has pink hair. And that's how they're they're signifying that she's she's feeling left out. She's, she's a new different. kid in she's town. Quirky. She's different. She's quirky. All of her friends also have... Oh, the cool girl has purple hair, though. That's kind of fun. Anyway, so she's at home alone because her mom is like a full-time single mother. And mm. so these gnomes are helping her become like a better person and also well that's nice that is nice but i still think we can use gnome alone lost in new york oh yeah that might work somehow gnomeo and juliet have been accidentally shipped to new york city and they gotta escape um their their owners mr capulet and mr montague (laughs) whatever they can be gay it doesn't matter move to new york because they um it's it's James Corden, <laughs> and he had to move to yeah. the U.S. because he got a deal to do his show. Although he films in L.A., so that wouldn't really work. But we'll pretend it does. That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, if you've made it this far, then you know exactly what time it is. Uh, we are going to put this Nomeo and Juliet movie on our rating scale. Uh, with Flubber in the central, of course. Um, and we're going to determine where it falls on the official Movie Bluffs movie rating movie scale for movies. The official. The official one, yes. It's it's the only one to reference for the rest mm-hmm. of your life. No, Nate, since you have just watched this movie, yes. where would you rate it? Keeping in mind it goes 
top to, or bottom yes, to top. Yes, could you rather. remind me? Yes, I can remind you. So it goes, Fateful Findings, mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo the movie, Flubber, and Night at the Museum, Clue, High School Musical, and Rocky Horror at the very tippity top. Now, let me just say, I do enjoy this movie a lot. I mm-hmm. think no explanation needed. I'm just going to put it right between uh, Night at the Museum and High School Musical. So where does Clue go in there, though? Is it oh, right between yes. Clue? I think yeah, it's above it goes... Clue also. Yes. Forgot about it's Clue. It's above Clue. But, yeah. I would have to concur with you. I think I think it's just a good movie. Like, it's not It's just a feel-good childish. movie. It is. Mm-hmm. It's got good jokes. It's got great music. It's got good references. We love a Shakespeare. I love a Shakespeare. You love a Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. It's a ch- it's my favorite from when I was a kid, a middle schooler, not even a kid, like a teenager. It's just it's just good. It's not even like a bad kids movie. It's like no. I I like yes. I would have to agree with you. I think I think right above Clue is is a great spot. So that's our official list. So her top three right now are musicals. Are that says a lot about us. How crazy. How wild. No one would have expected that. We should do a, a like a separate axis for how musical each movie is. Oh Just my on god. The axis. That might be Flubber's still dis- at the center. Of course. Because um, Flubber Because <laughs> Flubber is the middle ground for musicals. Flubber is the defining Because it has one musical number in it. It does. So therefore it is a musical. So it is in the center of the musical genre. Well, Flubber is the defining movie for all movies. It just is the center of the universe and everything either builds, everything's built out either above or below it. Wow. Wow. Do we have anything else to do for this episode? We have to talk about what I'm watching. Oh, yes. Of course. It's been a while. Um, (laughs) So... The way this podcast works, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to go through it for the audience. You can figure it out. Well, it's Sarah's turn to watch a movie um, and for me to not watch it. And next week, uh, the movie is going to be Robots, starring, once again, Robin Williams. We just which love is this man. We just also, keep going back to him. Another thick character. Another thick booty. Very well-renowned in the Twitter universe. Her name is so we got, Fanny because she has a huge... We got another... We got this... This lady with a big ass. Uh, <laughs> so we got more Robin Williams, more big asses. What could um, be better? More crazy sci-fi nonsense. So tune perfect, in next week for for, for a that. perfect movie bluffs storm. And you know what? Now I I think that's it. And we'll leave you with this. We'll know you later. Yep. Thank you for. <laughs> Listening, if you're listening, thank you for watching, if you're watching. Thank you for protecting our gardens, if you're a garden gnome. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.